0: As we begin this exciting series on ministering healing and deliverance, we discuss on why healings and miracles. God's desire is for the supernatural to be released through every believer. Find out why and begin your journey to becoming a believer whom God uses to minister healing and deliverance to hurting people. Okay, uh, let's turn in our Bibles, to Romans chapter 10 as we just get ready to make our declaration uh, this morning before we get into God's word. You know, one of the things that we like to emphasize and we've emphasized over and over again uh, before we make our declaration is the importance of speaking the word of God. God's word is very powerful. God's word is a carrier of God's power. You know, when God wanted to create everything that he made, what did he do? He just spoke his word. Now the Bible says that by the word of the Lord, the heavens were made. And all the host of them by the breath of his mouth. So he spoke his word. And one of the things God wants us to do as his people is that we also must learn to speak his word. To declare his word. His word is powerful. When we speak his word, we are releasing the power of God's word. Into our lives, into our circumstances. When we speak his word, the power of his word is released into our life, into our circumstances. And that's why we emphasize, we talk about this over and over again. We need to speak his word. We need to speak words of faith. And Romans chapter 10, Paul is quoting from the Old Testament. He's bringing it to us in the New. In Romans 10, we'll read verses 8, 9, and 10. Again, these are very familiar verses of Scripture. Paul says in Romans 10, 8, 9, and 10, what does it say? What do the Scriptures teach us? The Word is near you in your mouth and in your heart. Where is the Word? It's very close to you. For most of us, it's on our lap or on our phone. (laughs) It's pretty close. But God wants it to go a little closer. Not just on your lap or in your phone. The word is near you. It's in your heart and it's in your mouth. For what purpose? What do you do with the heart? What do you do with the mouth? He explains it to us in the next few verses. He says, verse 9, that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. So the word of God, the entire word is near you. It's in your heart, it's in your mouth. And then he tells us, look, just as how we experienced salvation, what did we do? We believed in our heart, the Lord Jesus Christ. And we confessed Him with our mouth. We confessed Jesus as Lord. And we were saved in the same manner God wants us to work His word. His word is in our heart for us to believe it. It's in our mouth for us to speak it, to confess it, to declare it. So this is a powerful thing that God wants us to learn to do. And it was given to His people in the Old Testament. So it's not just a New Testament thing. Suddenly God came up with this idea. Oh, I need to teach my people about this. No, it was given right there in the Old Testament. When he taught his people, the word is near you. Don't say, who will go to heaven to bring God down to me? Or who will descend down into the depths beneath as though to bring him up? As though he were dead and we need to bring him up. Don't speak like that. God is so far away from me. or God is, you know, dead. Don't speak like that. But speak what the word says. Are you with me so far? Amen. So we learn that in any situation we have a choice. You can declare words of hopelessness or despair. Or you can speak words of faith based on the word of God. You could say, oh God is so far away from me. He doesn't even care. Or you could say, no he said he will never leave me nor forsake me. The Lord is my helper. And I will not fear what man will do to me. We always have a choice. We could say, oh no, this is the end of everything. I have nothing left for me. Or you could say, the Lord's my shepherd. I will not be in. You could say, well, the world around me is falling apart. It's all dark. Or you could say, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of what shall I be afraid? We have a choice on what words, what we believe and what we speak. And we want to encourage all of us, believe the word, speak his word. Believe the word, speak his word. Amen? And what happened? The word is so powerful that everything in the natural is subject to the spiritual. Everything in the natural is subject to the... So eventually everything in your world will align itself to the word that you keep declaring, that you keep speaking. Amen? So let's stand up to our feet this morning. As we make our declaration, I want you to hold your Bible in your hand as a sign that, that you say, I believe this whole word. I'll lift it high up in the air. Let's say this together. This is God's word. This is God speaking to me. I am who God says I am. I can do what God says I can do. I will become everything God has promised. I'm saved, healed, delivered redeemed. I am blessed, victorious, prosperous, triumphant. I'm a minister of God, a servant of Christ, and a channel of his blessing. To many people, I receive his word. I believe his word, and I live by his word. Christ is... Jesus went about everywhere, reaching and Preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing every sick person. Healing the sick. Casting out devils and, and, and doing mighty signs, wonders and miracles. That's the way Jesus went about introducing the gospel of the kingdom. And then we find that that's exactly the same method that he gave his 12 disciples and he, gave, he passed on to 70 other disciples and eventually to us. That as we go proclaiming the gospel of Jesus Christ, we are to heal, deliver, work miracles, signs, wonders so that people will know, understand and believe that what we are saying is authentic, it's true, it's genuine. Are you with me so far? But unfortunately in the church, now when I say the church I mean the church, the body of Christ worldwide in general, much of this has been lost along the way. We've We preach the gospel, but we do not emphasize the supernatural. We do not emphasize the power of God, the healing and the delivering of people. And so now we've seen it in sporadic ways through some people here and there and in, 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 in certain spots here and there. But really God's intent is for every believer to work the supernatural. Are you with me? God's intent for every believer to do this. And so we are going to be spending the next three months making this journey with the intent that all of us will be equipped to do this. And when Jesus ministered, he wasn't you know, necessarily doing it only inside the synagogues. He did, he did preach and teach and minister in the synagogues and heal people in the synagogues. But most of the time he was out in the streets out of the marketplaces, in people's homes, in the community, where he did the healings, the miracles, and all of that. So although we are being equipped in church, the whole purpose is for us to take this outside the church so that we can impact our city and eventually impact the nation. So we need to get back to evangelism the way Jesus did it. Amen? Are you with me so far? So we're going to make this journey together and say, Lord, help us be the kind of people you want us to be and, and, and do the things you really want to do and become that church. We Spend time in the Word and, and pray over these things. I also want us to expect things to happen every, every time we come together and during the course of this week. So it's not just an intellectual exercise we're going to be on for the next 3 months it's not just an intellectual thing that we are going to study but really i want us to come with expectation that that lord as we as we dwell on these things as we embrace these truths as we explore these truths we are asking that you will confirm every word that's preached in us and amongst us and through us that means god release healings release miracles in us and through us and amongst us so we, we should come expecting, saying, we're going to see things happen. Amen. And as a church, we just want to press into more and more of these things and, and expect these things to happen amongst us and even through us as we go out into our communities. As we begin this morning, I want to just make a very important point here, and that supernatural healing is in the person, not in the process. Divine healing is in the presence of God and not in a particular method that we use. It's in the person of Jesus Christ. Jesus is the healer, not the process we use. Healing comes because he is present, not because of the technique or the method that we follow. Are you with me? So, Although, as we progress, we will talk about different ways to minister and how to do this. Always keep in mind, it's not about the method you're using, but it's about the Lord Jesus who heals. Our eyes must be on the person, not the process. Otherwise, we'll say, you know, hey, did you follow the 10 steps? Oh, you missed step number 7. That's why it didn't happen. Hey, God's not confined to our steps or our methods. He is God. He can do it any way he wants to. When we talk about methods, when we talk about how to do it, it's for us just to learn how to cooperate with God, not not for the intent of locking God into our methods, no. It's just for us to learn how to walk with him, how to work with him. That's why we will be talking about how to minister. You lay hands on the sick, but God doesn't always need your hand. He can always heal without you laying hands on people. So there's just many ways. So the important thing as we go make this journey is that healing is in the person of Jesus Christ. He is the healer, not the process we're using, not the method we're using. Uh, and Jesus, you will find, did many, many, did it many, many different ways. Sometimes he laid hands on the blind eye. Sometimes he spit on their eyes. Sometimes he made clay and put it on their eyes. Sometimes he told them to go wash in the pool. of. He didn't tell everybody to do the same thing. It was just different. So it's not the process, it's not the method, it's the person. Amen? Our faith must always be in the person. In Him being present, His presence is what makes us whole, makes us well. So every believer can do this. God intended for every person, every believer to be a channel of the supernatural, to see supernatural things happen. Whether it's in healings, whether it's in deliverance, setting people free from demonic power, it's God's will for every believer to do this. You know that verse in John 14, 12, Jesus said, he who believes in me, the works I do, he will also do. And even greater works than these he will do, because I go to my Father. That's John 14, verse 12. He who believes in me, are you a believer? Do you believe in Jesus? Yes. And Jesus spoke about you and me that we will do the works he did. And even greater works because he went to the Father. Amen. So that's available for us. We just need to step in and say, God, that's what you said. I want to walk in it. I want it to be a part of my experience. Be so sad journeying through life as a Christian and not experiencing all these wonderful things Jesus has kept for us. Amen. So let's say, God, if you promised it, I want to see it happen right here. This is my only chance. When I get to heaven, I won't need all of this. I can look for any, you know, sick people there. Nobody's sick, sick in heaven. They're all fine. It's only here that we need to minister, learn how to do this. This morning, as we begin this series, and now hopefully in a week or two, you'll have this entire thing in print, and we'll have the book available. Uh, we just kind of got delayed on that, but that should be out, and you'll have this so that we can all study it together. But this morning, we want to answer the question, why miracles, healings, and deliverance? Why is this important? Why miracles? Why healings? Why deliverances? Why is the supernatural so important? Especially, you know, in our modern world, when you've got all these great big hospitals. Uh, you know, if you're sick, just go there. Go to the pharmacy, buy medicines. Uh, and we've got all this. We've got science. We've got technology. Uh, at all these advancements that we've made as, 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 as human beings, uh, when we have all this, why then talk about the supernatural and you know most of the things we can fix ourselves? Why talk about miracles and healings and deliverances? Well, we're going to look at several reasons this morning, but you and I will immediately st- understand and recognize that while we do appreciate Science and technology and medicine, and many of us are part of that. We are working in technology companies, or uh, we are somebody engaged in science, and we are not averse to that. We are not scared of it. Uh, Many of us have studied, got advanced degrees and all of that, and that's great. We appreciate it, but we are all quick to recognize that all of these have their limitations. There's still a lot that medicine can't do. There's still a lot doctors can't do. There are still so many people who need help that is beyond the reach of the knowledge we have, the science and the technology that we have, the medicine that we have. There's so many people who still need help. And that's where the power of God, which is infinitely greater than what science and medicine and technology can do, comes in. Where man ends, God begins. So that's one good reason why we must say, God, we really want to see more of your supernatural power flowing through our lives because while we do use medicine and we do use science and technology which we believe God's given to us, we also know they have the limits. And we need to press in to experience, demonstrate, and release the power of God for those people who need it. There are many who are oppressed by demonic powers. The devil is not afraid. Of any form of radiation. You radiate as much as he wants and he'll still linger around. The devil's not afraid of any kind of counseling. Counsel as much as you want, it will still linger. But he's afraid of those who come in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. And that's why we must learn. And while we appreciate technology, appreciate science, appreciate counseling and all these are important. They have their place. But we understand there are people who are oppressed by demonic powers. Who are troubled in their night times. They are troubled uh, in their lives uh, by the powers of darkness. Which cannot be dealt with. The natural resources that are available to us. They have to be addressed by the supernatural power of God. And that's why God wants us to do that. let's quickly go through some reasons on why miracles, healings, deliverance. Number one, I'm just going to go through this quickly. Uh, I'm not going to uh, look at all the scriptures. Uh, In the book, you'll have all the scriptures listed out for you when you get it, maybe in a week or maybe two weeks time, and you can study it. But I want to just quickly make mention of these reasons. Why should we a minister supernatural healing and deliverance. Why should we press into this and expect for more of this? Number re- Reason number one, because miracles, healings, and deliverance, they reveal the reality and the nature of God. If you want to prove to somebody that God is real, how are you going to do it? Here's one very important way. Through the power of God, demonstrate it. See the power of God. See what God can do. So miracles, the supernatural, reveal the reality of God, that God is real. He's alive and well. God is not a myth, not a figment of our imagination, not just some religious concept, but God is real. He's a creator. He's almighty God. He can do be much beyond what human energy and understanding can do. God is real. And here's the proof. Miracles happen. It also reveals the nature of God, who God is. He said, I am Jehovah Rapha, the Lord your healer. Well, if He is Jehovah Rapha, it'd be really unfortunate if He doesn't heal. Well, because He's Jehovah Rapha, we're expecting Him to reveal Himself through healings and miracles and deliverances. He is the healer, He is the deliverer, He is the redeemer. And He reveals that through demonstrations of healings, miracles, deliverances. Second reason, miracles reveal God's greatness. The Bible says, our Lord God that hast made, the heavens and the earth, nothing is impossible, nothing is too difficult for you. It's nice to sing that in a song. But the person sitting next to you says, hey, I actually have a problem which no human being can fix. Can this great God fix it? Or is it all going to be just a song that you sing? We must be people who say we not only sing about Him, but we can also bring Him into your lives. Demonstrate Him. Reveal His greatness. That truly, He is the Lord God for whom nothing is too difficult. It reveals the greatness of God. The Bible says in John chapter 2, verse 11, it says, This beginning of miracles, Jesus did in Cana of Galilee and manifested his glory. How did he manifest? How did he reveal, put on display his glory? By doing miracles. So miracles reveal the glory, the greatness of God. Who God is and what he does are revealed through the miracles. Reason number three, miracles demonstrate God's compassion. That God is really a loving God. You know, and this might be news for some of us. God doesn't love, God doesn't love just believers, he loves the whole world. Amen. He loves all the people outside who may be terribly in sin. He still loves them. Sometimes, you know subconsciously, in all our Christian thinking, we think, oh, God loves me because I'm a believer, but God doesn't love him because he's sinner. Hey, the Bible says, while he were still sinners, Christ died for us. Amen? While we were so lost in our sin, he still loved us. The psalmist put it this way in Psalm 145, I think it's verses 8 and 9. He said, the Lord, he is good to all. And his tender mercies are over all his works. The Lord is good too. So outside there, you may find a person who is, uh, you know, he's just really messed up his life. He's in all kinds of sin. But he comes to you for a miracle. Would you say, hey, my God is so big and so holy. he, He can't do a miracle for somebody like you. You better clean up and then come. Or would you say... I know my God. He's such a loving God. He loves you. In spite of all this sin, I'll pray with you. Our God is a God of great compassion. He is good to all. His tender mercies are over all his works. So even if you find somebody there who's really messed up their life and sin, whatever, no matter what they're doing, if they have a need and they come to you, you can just reach out and pray because you know your God is a compassionate God. He loves them. So pray. And in the healing ministry of Jesus, you find it time and again, Matthew 14, 14, and then think Matthew 15, 32, over and over again, several scriptures. The Bible says Jesus was moved with compassion and he healed their sick. Why did He heal them? He was moved with. And here's the thing. If you and I are really in sync with God, and then you and I are also flowing in compassion with the heart of God, we would also reach out to heal them. See, heal the sick and bring deliverance to people. That the compassion, the love of God will move you and me to say, God, I want to do something to bring healing, to bring deliverance to these people. I know there's, there's, there's nothing they can do uh, Science cannot help them. Medicine cannot help them. But God, I believe you are compassionate. And let the compassion of God move our hearts to reach out on their behalf. And see healing. See deliverance. Miracles reveal the compassion of God. That God's really a compassionate God. Number four. Miracles have a powerful effect on people. Especially on those who do not believe. Miracles have a powerful impact on people. When people see something happen, it has an impact on them, on their lives, on their thinking. In one instant, a man can go from being an unbeliever to being a believer when he comes face to face with a miracle. Saul, you know the story of Saul, how he was so against Jesus and against the way and against people who believed in Jesus. I mean, he was highly educated. He was, he was tutored under Gamaliel. So by our times, he may have had a PhD or a double PhD, highly educated, intellectual. And so he couldn't stand the name of Jesus of Nazareth. I mean, the son of a carpenter. How could he have so much influence on people he couldn't stand when people followed Jesus. And so he was out there persecuting, killing all these Christians, and people followed him. But then something happened. In one moment, without any big summon being preached, when he encountered Jesus Christ, changed in one moment. when people encounter the power of God, lives can be changed. Miracles get people's attention. You find time and time again that in the ministry of Jesus, when he worked miracles, people came to him. Crowds came to him. And over and over again, the Bible says, they came to hear and to be healed. Why did they come? To hear and to be? They came with that expectation. Jesus had got their attention. He wasn't on God TV. He had not written a book. He wasn't on FM radio. Nothing. But crowds were coming. He didn't have a crusade committee that went in one year ahead to prepare the crusade. None of that. But crowds were coming. Why? Because they heard supernatural things were happening. It got their attention. And they came to hear and to be. Miracles get people's attention. They act as signposts to point people to God and cause people to glorify God. Over and over again in the Gospels, you'll read that when people were healed, it says, and they gave glory to God, and they glorified God. You wouldn't find anybody being healed and then cursing God. I don't know why God did this to me. Oh, no. He healed me. No. They get healed, and their heart changes, and they give glory to God. They praise God. They say God is good. Miracles bring conviction of sin. I mean, think about Peter, the businessman. Fisherman. He'd been, this is in Luke 5, he'd been working all night. He and his team members, the fishing, Peter's fishing company, Peter and Brothers, or Peter and Associates, been fishing all night. They didn't catch anything. They're on the shore cleaning up their nets in the morning. Jesus comes by. He borrows Peter's boat. He preaches from it for a while. He gives it back to Peter and he says, Peter, just go back in, this, in the deep waters, throw your net. And, and Peter says, you know, Okay, I know this is not sounding right, but because it's you telling me, I'll do it. So he goes up there, he throws his net, he gets this big catch of fish. What's his reaction? He doesn't say, Jesus, would you like fried fish, fish curry? That's not his reaction. What's his reaction? Depart from me, for I am a sinful man. In the face of a miracle, there was such a conviction of sin. God is here. God is real. I'm not worthy of this. Miracles bring a conviction of sin. People suddenly become aware of the greatness of God. His infiniteness and his uh, his amazing power and greatness. and, And we bow to our knees and say, God, this is too much. And there are many examples like this. where When people encounter the supernatural, it brought such a deep conviction. Of sin and added to that, it brings people to a decision point. They come to a place where they have to make a decision to believe the gospel or to walk away from it. So you see, Jesus acknowledges the impact of miracles on cities that are bound in sin and in darkness that these miracles were caused even cities like Sodom to repent and turn. But then he also addresses two issues that keep some cities, keep people from acknowledging the supernatural. To Capernaum he says you are exalted to heaven meaning Capernaum was a very prosperous city, an opulent city. So saying Capernaum you are exalted, you are so prosperous you, you think no end of yourself. Opulence, wealth, prosperity. And the second thing he talks about is people who consider themselves wise and prudent. The intellectual. The rational. These two categories of people. Those who are caught in their prosperity. In their wealth. In their opulence. And those who are caught in their intellectualism. They are wise and prudent. They think no end of their intellectual strengths. They, so Capernaum and Chorazim but these kinds of cities. And they refuse to take or accept the miracle that he did. So he rebukes them. So there's something we learn. That sometimes people who are either caught up in their wealth and their success and their prosperity or caught up in their intellectual arguments and things like that, They refuse to admit and see the miracles of God even when they're staring them face in the face. Until they come to the end of themselves. Then they acknowledge who Jesus is. But notice, Jesus did not stop working miracles just because of cities like Capernaum and Chorazin. He continued doing it anyway. Because he knew. That at some point, people will come to an end of themselves. End of what their wealth can do. End of what their prosperity can bring them. End of what their mind and their intellect can give them. And then they will have to admit the power of God. So what happened in Jesus' time? When cities like Capernaum and Corazin refused to ex- Although they saw the miracles of God staring them in the face, they refused to accept it. But Jesus continued working miracles. So we may be in cities where some parts of our cities are dark and sin, uh, like Sodom. We go there, we do the miracles because we know they will re- repent and respond. There may be parts of our cities like Capernaum and Chorazin who are so bound up in prosperity and intellectualism. Who at first may be defiant in face, when, when they face to face to come face to face with the miracles of God. But we keep working the miracles because we know when they come to the end of where their wealth can take them. And where their intellect can take them. They will have to bow and acknowledge the power of the living God. Are you with me so far? So we don't stop this, doing the supernatural. Jesus has kept going. A few more reasons on, the import, on, on, on miracles. Number five, the importance that Jesus gave to miracles. We saw this the last two Sundays. How when people came and questioned on, on Jesus, they questioned his, Him being the Messiah. He pointed to the miracles. He said the miracles were more important than the testimony of John. When the Jews questioned about His Messiahship, He said, look at the miracles. When John the Baptist doubted whether Jesus was truly the Messiah, Jesus sent back a message saying, see the miracles I'm doing. When his own disciples doubted, Jesus challenged them, believe me for what I'm saying or believe me for the sake of the works themselves. So in all instances, when people came to Jesus and said, are you really the Messiah? The one thing he pointed to was, look at the works I'm doing. The blind see, the deaf hear, the dumb speak, the lame walk, the dead are raised. The poor have the gospel preached to them. Now you make your decision. Number six, the kingdom of God comes with power. There are two kingdoms in conflict. The kingdom of darkness and the kingdom of lights. The kingdom of Jesus Christ and the kingdom of Satan are in conflict. The kingdom of God is far greater Far more powerful than the kingdom of darkness. And every time his kingdom comes, the works of darkness must retreat. Which means the kingdom of God coming in our midst is accompanied by healings, miracles and deliverance. It's evidence that the kingdom is here. And people are healed and delivered. And Jesus proclaimed the kingdom. That's how he did it. Bringing in healings and miracles and saying the kingdom of heaven is here. So it's an evidence God's kingdom is here. Last two reasons here. Why miracles are important. The gospel is to be preached with accompanying signs. When we preach the gospel, Jesus wants us to do it with accompanying signs. In Mark 16:15, he said, go and preach the gospel to every creature. And it continues. And these signs will follow those who believe. In my name, they will cast out devils. They will speak with new tongues. They will take up serpents. If they drink any deadly thing, it will not hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. So, when you go preach the gospel, do it with accompanying sign. And lastly, miracles encourage people to believe for more of the supernatural. The more we see miracles, the more easier it is for us to believe that God will do miracle, And we come expecting for more. We don't come just to listen to a good sermon have good worship, we come expecting for God to touch lives, to see things happen in our own lives and the lives of people around us. It encourages us, inspires us to believe for more and more. Amen? So here are several reasons why ministering, healing, deliverance and miracles is important for us as a church, as a people, as God's people. That not only does it affect the world, but it It also is an expression of who God is. This is why God desires to release the supernatural. And God's desire is that the supernatural be released through every believer. All of us. He wants it to take place. That all of us can be His instruments to release it. Amen? And this is the journey we're going to make over the coming weeks. As you look at different aspects... On how to minister healing and deliverance. We lay a good foundation as we begin. And in the weeks to come we will learn how to do it. And, and we, will, we will do it. And see things happen right here. And equip ourselves in this area. So we can impact our city. Let's rise to our feet please. Let's call our worship team up here for a few moments. I know it's already time. But let's just pray together. I want you to pray for yourself. And say God. Use me. Do miracles in my life. And do miracles through my life. If this is in the Bible, I want to have it. I want to see it. I want to experience it. Just several other questions we will address as we go along. But this morning, we've just begun by trying to explain the importance of miracles. Of the supernatural. I want you to pray a simple prayer this morning. And saying, God, use me. Let faith rise in my heart. And when I see people around me are hurting or sick or suffering who need help, that I'll reach out. I'll just do my little bits. Pray with them. Encourage them to see your power manifested, to see your power demonstrated in their lives. Could you take a moment just to pray? Thank you, God. Thank you, Father. we just worship you, we honor you God. We thank you that you are such a great God, such a powerful God. And Lord, even as we open our hearts and open our minds to to these truths that are, are in your word. We ask that you'll give us the grace to be able to embrace them and, and begin to walk in them and begin to experience them. Father, I pray in the name of Jesus that God you would use each one of us. That you would work in our lives, Lord, that we will eat personal experience your power. And that God we will also be instruments for. The power of God to be released to others to bring healing, to bring deliverance, to bring the miracles of God in people's circumstances and situations. God use us we pray, use each one of oh God. Lord, when we go out throughout this week, when we meet others in needs, whether it's in our schools or colleges or places of work and Give us the grace and the courage to step out and pray and minister so that you, who are so great, can do wonders in their lives. We thank you, God. We thank you. We thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. The Lord bless you and keep you. And the Lord make His face shine upon you. The Lord be gracious to you. And lift up His countenance on you. And give you His peace. In Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. Go out there and expect God to use you to demonstrate his power in Jesus name amen god bless
1: we trust that this message was a blessing to you we'd love to hear from you you can email us at contact@apcwo.org also visit our website www.apcwo.org for additional resources thank you for listening and god bless you